My guest on this week's episode of Southern Search is Matt Umbro, Key Account Director at Brain Labs. Matt is a veteran PPC marketer, one of my favorite bloggers on topics related to paid search and paid social. You can read some of his work at Search Engine Journal, Practical E-Commerce, PPC Hero. Matt is also an in-demand speaker and conference presenter. You may have heard Matt speak at SMX, HeroConf, State of Search, or Engage. Matt is also well known for founding PPC Chat, a weekly Twitter chat all about topics related to paid media. Matt doesn't handle the hashtag anymore, but he was able to build a really impressive community for PPC marketers. The timing of Matt's appearance was good for us at Sunset Search. The past 12 months have been pretty volatile for people in paid media. Much of the conversation over at PBC Chat and on PBC Blogs revolves around new privacy policies at Google and Facebook and their impact on digital marketing. I'll talk to Matt all about it and figure out whether he thinks we'll simply have to live with serving up less effective ads. Grab something cold to drink and join me for a conversation with Matt Umbro. We'll have a wide-ranging discussion on topics related to PBC, including Google making RSAs the default ad type. We'll chat about how people should use Google Ads recommendations, We'll talk about a recent change to keyword match types. Matt Umbro, welcome to Susan Search. How are you doing? Great, great. Thanks for having me, Mark. Well, I think this is good timing. So there's a lot going on in the PPC world at the moment. You are the organizer of PPC Chat, one of the most recognized PPC people in the world. And you wrote an interesting blog post about this on the Practical E-Commerce blog. I'd like to ask you some questions about these changes and see what you might make of them. So good. Yeah, sounds good. And and just to, to preface that as well, um, obviously there's that old saying, the one constant is change. And uh, certainly in the digital marketing industry, that, that always rings true, to, to your point, especially over the past few months. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, the first thing you highlighted in the, in the post was potentially some big news. There were four match types in Google for you know, I don't know how many years now, I think as long as I can remember anyway. Uh, I would like to plug Mark Irvin from our team. I also wrote a blog post about this, but it's uh, it's kind of a shock to my senses. One of the, the, the match types is going away. Um, and I wonder for people in the trenches, is this really that much of a big deal? Is this is there any real effect to, to this change? So <clears throat> I think if you just look at the announcement as is, it's a big shock in the industry, but when you when you start to decipher it a little bit more, it's not as big a deal. So, modified broad match is going away. Um, right. What made modified broad match so good? And, and modified broad match has been around for 10, 11 years or so. In fact, um, the way I I structure campaigns and well, we'll have to start changing now, but is using exact match and modified broad match. Um, because what modified broad match does is the idea is you put the plus sign um, on each word within the query and users don't have to use that. Uh, they don't have to put it in any particular order, but um, as long as all those uh, specific terms are in the query, then the ad can show, which, you know, with phrase match, you have to have that exact order in it. So you know the same the same time. query you can essentially have 10 times with with phrase match and modified broad match you only do it once so what google's doing now is essentially because phrase match has phrase match has been around all this time but it's been really de-emphasized by advertisers so what mm -hmm. google is doing now is saying that modified broad match is essentially going to act like phrase match 
but respect the um, the order when it counts. You know, for example, you wouldn't use modified broad match if you're selling flights from you know Atlanta to Boston um, because you want to make sure that you're doing the specific order. So, in that sense, for, and and in and with you know Google showing variants for for pretty much all the keyword match types and even exact yeah, yeah. and and showing you know audience signals being there i mean none of these match types have really been absolute for the last few years anyway mm -hmm. so to that end modified broad match is, is essentially becoming phrase match it's not a huge deal advertisers will have to update their accounts you know google saying um you, you won't be able to add modified broad match after july so they'll have to keep updating that and I've already begun doing that in some accounts but even still it's not a it's not a huge um, it's not I don't think I don't see it as a huge difference it's just more of one of those you know Google's making a, a rapid change and you see the headline and get kind of frustrated with it but digging deeper it's not quite as bad interesting yeah I saw a tweet from Steve Hammer and he said, it's very odd to teach PPC and feel the need to explain the way thing it yeah. was so that the way that it is makes sense. Do you, do you ever feel this way about some of these? Oh, absolutely. I, um, it's funny because uh, I've been in the industry now 14 years. And when I, when I first started, came up as a rookie with, with opening day today, it's an apt uh, metaphor. Um, <laughs> right. Let's play ball. The, when I, when I, so when I started PPC, there was exact match, phrase match, and broad match, and they worked exactly how you would expect them to. In fact, broad match didn't have the the variants or the audience signals. Not nearly as listed. yeah. So um, it, it's funny. I mean, you you went from how PPC was the advertiser was very much in control to all of these matters mm -hmm. to the point where it's a lot of this control is being taken away for the. The, the machine learning um, and you know I take, take that with a little bit of grain of salt because the machine machine learning is a lot better than it was when you know when I started but uh, control is being taken away and advertisers are being forced to adjust yeah, yeah. along those lines uh, in the same blog post I mentioned before you you found you you noted that RSAs are now the default ad type so that, this is the default ad type previously it was expanded text ads uh, I would say this one feels like progress to me. Um, you, you point out in the post that RSAs tend to elicit a higher click-through rate. They work well. Uh, there's no question we're at Search Lab big fan, fans of RSAs. Uh, you know, explain what it means to make RSAs the default ad type and why you weren't terribly surprised to see this change from Google. Yeah, so, I, you know, I agree with you. Uh, RSAs... Um, the idea of RSAs, I, I do like um, the fact that Google will optimize toward the the assets that are going to be seeing the best click through rates. Um, you know, it's a little vague how they describe it in terms of, you know, whether it's conversion rates, cost per acquisitions as well. But um, I do like that notion. I think the, the problem with RSAs has always been the lack of transparency that Google provides. Mm -hmm. um, you can't see which assets are getting the best click-through rates or the best conversion rates. Uh, you can only see essentially how many impressions each type of combination received, which uh, is, is tough. So I think if Google were to share 
the conversion metrics beyond for all the different assets and combinations, then advertisers would have a lot um, would would make more use of it. But uh, to that end, I mean, RSAs have been around for a couple of years now. And I know with all of our campaigns, we the RSAs are a default setting. Essentially, we're always writing roughly two to three expanded text ads in one RSA. Um, so mm-hmm. it's not terribly surprising that Google's making this a default ad type. In fact, you can still write expanded text ads. Uh, you just have to you know, do it in editor or if you go actually within the responsive search ad, uh, you can you can switch back to an expand the text ad. You have the option, but um, nonetheless, I I think RSAs are overall a um, a good idea, and I like the fact that you know Google will optimize it. Uh, hopefully, you know definitely for click through rate, but hopefully more towards those conversion goals as well. I just wish we had more of that transparency. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I, that would be such a great use for an RSA if you had that data. So. Um, okay, I want to finish on this blog post, though. Of all of the three things you mentioned, this one felt like the biggest. We're talking about the privacy stuff. This is, I feel like, all the rage on PPC Twitter. Yep. I had Paula Keller French on this week's, uh, just released today. I was in search. She was talking about iOS upgrades and the ramifications for paid social folks. Google is grappling with similar privacy issues. They're, the big news is they're going to phase out cookies. We have to learn about cohorts. Uh, something called the federated learning of cohorts, and uh, I'm wondering if you just you could just comment generally on this landscape of you know an emphasis on privacy and how digital markers might surf this wave. Sure, uh, you know I'll start that by uh, Jenny Marvin, who was a longtime contributor or longtime editor of Search Engine Land, recently moved to Google, and she actually just put out a great um, a great Q and A session. Uh, I believe it was with Amy Bishop about um, what all these changes mean, and uh, some of the answers were were more concrete than others. I think you know Google is still feeling its way of how to do this, and there's going to st- certainly be some learnings for it. Um, and in the discussions that have been on in, within the industry and on Twitter, I think people are making a lot of um, you know conjectures, and but still don't necessarily know how it's ultimately going to play out. But essentially, the idea is that Google is removing um, uh, for for privacy matters. Google uh, is switching to it will not be switching to alternative tracking um, once cookies essentially essentially go away. And of course, you know, Google, because, um, you know, they have so many display network sites um, across all these other networks. It's concerning because, you know, advertisers are worried that. Now, how are they going to track these users? Are we going to be able to use remarketing audiences? Are we going to be able to use the um, in-market audiences, the similar audiences? Mm-hmm. And, you know, advertisers are, are rightfully concerned that, you know, some of these targeting options will be taken away. And I think Google, to to their standpoint, you know, with the um, GDRP, um, California Privacy Act, I believe Virginia just passed the Privacy Act as well. I think Google's taking a, you know, a really a proactive stance to this to, to better um, assure users that their privacy is being um, is, is being taken into account. So all that to say is that, you know, some of these audience tracking, remarketing, um, custom combination audiences that Google advertisers have been used to uh, will be going away. 
That, that sounds huge to me. So how, how does this Google change this this update? How will it impact retargeting ads? How, how will that remarketing? So ads? as I've understood this, and you know, certainly I, it's something I'm still continuing to educate myself on. But remarketing as it exists will still occur across Google properties. Okay. Um, you know, uh, I think when when users go to you know do a search on on Google again, if they've already been to a site and we show them an RLSA ad, you know, Google um, Google properties can still show remarketing ads. So I, it, it's not it, it's it's going to be adjusted. I don't think it's totally going away. Mm. Um, but uh, to that end, you know, it's not going to it's certainly not going to be the same as it is today. And and you know, for some industries already remarketing has gone away. I mean, I've worked with a bunch of legal clients over the years who uh, remarketing has been, they haven't been able to use remarketing in, in ages. So uh, it's, it's certainly going to be a shift. Um, customer match is going to be that much more important with um, advertisers submitting their, their first party data to target these users. Um, the, uh, the, I think the federated learning of cohorts. I think that's what flock. Uh, that <laughs> yeah. Could I could I ask you a question? Do you know how to say this acronym? Is it F L O C or is it flock? How do how do you say this this acronym? I have no idea. I've read it a bunch of times. I don't know the right way to pronounce. That's it. That's a good. I, I don't know either. I you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take a stance and go with flock. But I'll change okay. that if, if the okay. industry changes. that just rolls off the tongue. Flock. Right. Okay. Good. All right. Um, so I'm still. You know, I'm still a little unclear how this how this flock or federated learning of cohorts works, um, yeah. but the essentially the way I see it is it's more of aggregated data um, that doesn't ha that that won't really breach any privacy issues and it's more anonymous to which users can make um, use of, but how that actually looks and how we implement that in Google ads. I don't know how that's going to play out. All right. So this is, I feel like this is the essential question. What are we going to, it's digital markers. Are we just now going to have to live with serving up less effective ads? Is that just something we're just going to have to live with? Yes and no. Um, I, I think, you know, the great marketers will always find ways to adjust and, um, you know, use the system within ethical bounds to to show great ads to users. Um, you know, even even stuff like video, I mean, that historically really hasn't had great ads. But over the past five years, what you've been able to do with video through YouTube and display network partners has or sites has been. I think it's been really good and, and improved greatly. I agree. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I, I think the larger point is just that as advertisers, we need to evolve and within the rules that are there, um, you know, just continue to to be creative and, and use the systems we have in place. One, um, one uh, concept I always keep in mind is something Fred Valley said, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but um, you know, essentially the machines will always do the efficiency and the automation work the best, but we need the, the human touch to be able to, to guide the machine learning. So 
Um, and, and that's how I feel about these changes, all of these. I mean, w whether it's, you know, the match types being changed or degraded further or, you know, RSAs becoming the um, default ad type or, uh, you know, cookie-less tracking going away. You know, it's definitely, there's definitely more automation and machine learning, but <clears throat> I think as advertisers, we'll continue to guide how it works best. And, you know, as long as we're putting the strategy forth and, and um, you know, giving the, the guidelines, then I think it'll, it'll be okay. All right, awesome. Well, I wanna shift gears for a minute to PBC Chat. You're the organizer of this popular phenomenon on Twitter. Uh, Tell our audience about it and how they could participate. Sure. So I actually, um, I, I founded PPC Chat in April of 2011. So actually the 10-year anniversary wow. is is this month. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, yeah. I did step away from the day-to-day the -day management a couple of years back. Um, Julie Friedman Bacini of Neptune, uh, or I'm sorry, Julie, Julie Bacini Friedman, Sorry, I, I think I'm saying her name wrong. Uh, but anyway, Julie Friedman of Neptune Moon, um, or she's at Neptune Moon on Twitter. She actually runs the day-to-day -day, um, chat now. Uh, she organizes it. She creates the topics. But essentially what PPC Chat is is a weekly Twitter chat every Tuesday at noon Eastern time where there's a new topic and the moderator asks a bunch of questions. Um, it The topic changes every week you know it's the latest industry news you know i know a chat a couple of weeks ago was a was about just what we're talking about um the latest industry news and happenings you know we'll get into specific topics like facebook ads retargeting uh, shopping ads i know julie has um over the past uh year or so expanded its reach through through other platforms i know uh, they're using clubhouse a bit more testing that out mm -hmm. um so essentially but what it comes down to is ppc chat is it's not only just a weekly chat to get ppc industry professionals together but it's an ongoing hashtag that people can use to ask questions uh, share blog posts get feedback and it's it's just this great online community that has really um developed over these last 10 years and um you know i it, kind of in my wildest imagination i didn't think it would it would be what it is today but i'm you know i'm so happy that it that it has become this and people find it so valuable wow, it's an amazing community and congratulations 10 years that's a, unbelievable. thank you yeah i mean again it, um, it, the community has made it what it is and people adapting it and and wanting to um you know stay in touch with others all right well i have just one this is sort of like a, a rant of mine is this you wrote a blog post about the Google Ads recommendation tool, the tool that they have that our clients go into and go, why don't I have a 100% score? And you have to explain that, okay, it's a tool, it runs a scan, it can't possibly comprehend a marketing strategy completely. Um, I'll be honest with you, it, it's, it sometimes is just an annoyance to, to, I think, to me, especially because the clients go in and look at it. So I kind of tune it out. But maybe I'm, I, I read your article, maybe I'm missing something. When should people check Google's recommendations? When when has this tool been useful to you? Yeah, so I, I, I think it's good if you want a high level Google perspective. And I, I'll say that in air quotes, Google perspective, because um, you want to see how they're viewing your account. Even if you don't agree with, what, with everything they're saying, you want to understand how they're looking at it. So I find it most useful um, for more of the menial stuff, 
like finding ad groups that don't have responsive search ads, um, finding areas where I can remove redundant keywords. I generally don't pay too much attention to, um, you know, the more um, sophisticated recommendations such as uh, changing a bid strategy or, um, uh-huh. you know, so, something like that, because that that doesn't those recommendations don't take into account what as advertisers we know the client's goals are. And that's where the, the machines and the humans work best together, you know, for those more menial items. I'm okay with those recommendations and generally will make them if they make sense. Um, but like a bid strategy, if Google's telling me to do a target CPA bidding strategy of $200 in a campaign where I'm spending, you know, $50 a day, uh, I'm not going to do it. It's just right. not going to make sense. So I think with all these recommendations, they, they are worthwhile to at least look at whether it's daily or I'm sorry, whether it's once a month, once a quarter. And some of them are are just housekeeping things that are easy to take care of. Um, but but as I mentioned in the article, everything you see there should be taken with a grain of salt. All right. Well, well great. Well, let's let's do a couple of things to wrap up here. Can you tell us a little bit about where you're working now, what you're doing there and um, what sorts of clients you work sure. with? Sure. Uh, so I'm a key account director at Brain Labs, uh, which was formerly Hannapin Marketing. So about a year ago. Um, we merged with um, Brain Labs and, and Distilled, actually, uh, SEO. And we, yeah. uh, Brain Labs has been based out of the UK primarily for um, its existence. Uh, D- Daniel Gilbert is the, the founder and, and owner of Brain Labs. Um, so Hannapin merged with them. And uh, we work with clients across all verticals, whether it be uh, e com you know, B2C, uh, education, a- any vertical you can think of, we uh, we work on it. And, um, you know, we work with clients, smaller clients to really enterprise level slash global clients. So, um, and I think one, as we've merged, uh, something that has really been evident is that we're not just a, a PPC agency anymore or an SEO agency anymore mm-hmm. for that matter. We try to find the best solutions that work for our clients, and that involves, you know, looking at, um, you know, additional items like, you know, programmatic, moving to search ads 360, Mm -hmm. uh, finding, um, you know, analytic solutions and consulting that work best for the clients. So we're still all within that digital marketing realm, but it's not just the PPC and SEO anymore. It's it's many of these other um, other inputs that you do have in, in the digital marketing industry. I see. Well, great. Well, if if people want to reach out to you or learn more about Brain Labs, how do they how should they do that? Yeah. So you can always just find us on um, Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, our website. Um, uh, uh, just brainlabdigital.com. And then uh, me personally, um, you can always email me, matt.umbro at brainlabsdigital.com. You can find me on Twitter, uh, matt underscore umbro. And uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. I actually don't know what my public profile is LinkedIn, but if you just type in Matt Umbro, then you'll you'll find me. Um, and then, of <laughs> course, uh, PPC chat. Um, if you just search that hashtag on Twitter, you'll see all the conversation going on there. Awesome. Well, I appreciate that you've been merciful with no April Fool's jokes. I am on guard all day, and uh, I hope you get to enjoy some of this you know, opening day action. So I'm going to 
sign off with a virtual cheers for you. Thanks again for coming on, and, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Sets and Search. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Mark.